Hello. Hey, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <sighs> Watching this uh, tropical storm. My mom's in the cone. She's in the cone, Marilyn. She's in the cone. Oh, God. I should look at this. I didn't know about this. She's in the cone. It's, it's just a tropical storm, Dorian. Dorian. But it shows it like basically, it shows it landing us a little north of. Uh, oh, of, God. You know, yeah, it's any... coming my mom's way, too. Yeah, oh, really? Geez. See, they're, well, they're I mean, in the cone. She's out in Pasco. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she's in the cone. Oh, you don't want to be in the cone. No, nah, you don't want to be in the cone. Yeah, it kind of looks like a horizontal uh, tornado when you look at it like that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Huh. Oh, I don't Just like laid, that at all. It laid down on its side to, to rest. Mm, sleepy cyclone. <laughs> so she texts me, she's like, here we go again. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you live in Florida, Ma. So yeah, that's this is going to happen eventually. <laughs> You're going to be in there. You're going to be in the cone eventually. I got I to be honest with you, Danny. Ever since I moved into this uh, tank full of great white sharks, I'm feeling a little bit menaced about biting. <laughs> it's a terrible thing what's happened in this neighborhood. <laughs> Used to be a place you could raise your kid, and now there's deadly sharks. Yeah. Actually, I think there aren't great white sharks in captivity. Isn't that the one kind of shark we can't have in captivity? You're a shark week man. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing a great white in captivity, but I didn't know. See, you see a nurse shark. You see a lot of nurse sharks. Too many. Or like a, what's it called lemon shark. Lemon yes, shark. Yes, yes. I've I've petted a lemon shark before. You petted a lemon shark, huh? A baby. I'll be hornswoggled. I mean, you can simulate. Just squint your eyes and act like it's bigger. All sharks look the same. <laughs> Email Dan. <laughs> Oh, Danny, 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 I'll Danny. go a step further and say, all sharks are the same. Look, I don't see color. They're the same shark. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen two sharks in the same room. Puts on those glasses, you can't That's even right. tell. That's right. Dan, I'm still waking up. I slept hard last night, and I'm still waking up. It is, nevertheless, the optimistic day. Oh, good. Well, we got a lot of sponsors today, don't we? Four. Oof. So, uh, Jesus, what do I have here? Uh, I'm ready to... I will, I will chase your dragon anywhere you want to go. I have a handful... Of follow-up things. Am I jumping in too quickly, Dan? Should we? Should we? We should talk about our lives a little bit. We got a lot of time to fill here. Yeah, no. I mean, what, I, I have a little bit of follow-up on a couple of things, uh, so I can do those at any point. Um, I'll just any, let people know. I, I finally went ahead. I broke down and I asked Twitter yesterday. Twitter, what am I doing wrong with my English, Ivy? What does it need more of? What does it need less of? Right. And you know, I had a hunch. But, but, you know, QED, as discussed here on the program, plant advice is a jam up. And they say stuff like, uh, previously on Back to Work, oh, it needs water, but not too much water. Mm. It needs light, but not too much light. It needs humidity, but meh. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the noise it makes. I would it's suggest got, that be a title, except I don't know how to spell that. I'll work on it. But it's got a shockwave. That you can click and hear that. And it goes, meow. That was like the Transformer Shockwave. Yeah, Robots in Disguise. Mm-hmm. Shockwave. Shockwave also is the one who races against uh, A-Train on the board. Hey, you're liking that show, aren't you? Haven't seen it. Haven't seen oh, it. Oh, stop. You have. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's campy and dark. Mm-hmm. And it's got some, it's got some X-Men. It's got some Watchmen. It's got a lot of men in it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, um, oh, it's early. Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, the robots in disguise, shockwave, man. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, I had a hunch 
but it wasn't much of a hunch. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have asked the internet. If I asked the internet, you knew I'm desperate. Yeah. And people were were uh, were mostly good. There were some jokes because you know that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> awesome, mm-hmm. hilarious. Thank you. Um, but uh, the the consensus, uh, such as it is, seems to be because I think everyone has has me muted, which is understandable. But uh, everybody uh, everybody <laughs> seems to agree. Yeah, it looks like it's a little bit overwatered and possibly oversunned. Ah. And then a, re- a helpful person who I apologize, I don't have uh, the user name person handle in front of me, but the person said, oh, also remember that, you know, this is a climbing plan. It wants to, it wants to grab onto things. It's a striver. It's a try hard. So uh, I might need, uh, you know, something like a trellis. So, so here's what I did. I was put this on my to-do list yesterday afternoon. I came, came to my office because I like to close my window before it gets dark, turn on my alarm, do all the things, make sure everything's ready, you know, for the next day. And I brought a uh, wire coat hanger from home. Okay. And I used my, um, where is it? I used my multi-tool. Oh, why does that multi-tool? I used my multi-tool to cut the ends off, and uh, I made an AirSats, <laughs> AirSats trellis. I Wonderful. know, I know, it's serious. Yeah, I made a little trellis out of a wire coat hanger, and now I'm going to see if it climbs it. Oh, this is great. I mean, this the plant is big... wants to climb, Dan. It's English. That's right. It's like Bran Stark. <laughs> all right the things i do for love anybody remember that show does anybody remember laughter <laughs> it's gonna be a weird one well i have i have a little bit of follow-up yes from going there. way back remember i had to get a some kind of ipad case for my son oh i sure do and you i wanted got something rugged mm-hmm. i wanted something rugged because he needs it for school and uh and they needed also a keyboard so i went through a couple iterations of things that weren't great and then i got a whole bunch of suggestions from a whole bunch of it uh, nerds in uh in education who came to my rescue and recommended the logitech rugged protection combo keyboard and folio case for ipad 9.7 fifth gen slash sixth gen bulk packaging navy blue bulk pack and it is 69.95 and nice. that is what i wound up getting but i wanted to follow up and to let people know how it's been going because now my son has been in school for a couple weeks he's been using this thing every day all day in school he loves sure. it it's been great um, remind me remind me for my just for my uh diary here did did our kids start uh, my kids started monday uh before yesterday when did your kids start uh last week Last Be- Monday. Beginning of last, no. Yeah, so they started on the same day, the 19th? No, it was the 12th? week before Wednesday. Week before Wednesday. But, yeah. But, oh, right, right, right. Okay, so the week of the 34th week of the year. Right, that's exactly eight, right. Uh, 2019-8-21. Right. So okay. he's been using it now for about two weeks or so, and it's- 14, sorry, dash 14. It's been, but it's been great, Merlin. It's been awesome, and so everybody. Well, I like who, to know because here's here's why I'm here's why I'm harassing you about this because I want to know everything about your child. But I also <laughs> I think it's important that like the reason it's awesome to have heard from those IT folks, especially people in schools, is they know whereof they speak. They've got a sample size. The way a Google huge can decide, size. right? The way Google, Google can decide which blue makes you hit a button, much to <laughs> Doug Bowman's frustration. Um, these are people who are able to see, well, here's a pile of used iPad cases and I can really see that this one spot is where it breaks or this is the one way, you know what I mean? So, so now, wow, two weeks uh, tomorrow. And he uses it. They do pretty much all, and this is what's amazing. And this, I don't know if this is a whole topic in and of itself still, but Mm -hmm. everything that they do is done pretty much on the iPads, all of their writing assignments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's crazy how everything has changed in just such a short period of time. Like everything is on the iPad, all, all of his, and like all mm. of his assignments that he does are there. Everything they're using in class is there. All the apps are there, but the software that the school uses and the way that it works is so cool. Like there's certain websites you can't go to and even applications that just disappear from your iPad during school hours and re- reappear when school is over. And is this that is some kind of MDM thing. It's set. Yeah. It's set up. There's an application. I forget the name of it, which is really dumb since I'm talking about this, but that there is a, there's software that's on there that handles all of this. And yeah. it is so like, you can't only like authorized applications can even show up and can be run during school hours and this is all programmed by wild? the school it's amazing oh, because i mean we're so we're so used to like the the ipad still being in some ways uh, the ios devices are well i know they've changed a great deal but they still really feel like the thing that came out in 2000 or in uh, whatever that was 2007 where you're like okay here's some stuff here's some icons and there's nothing wackadoo there's right. no dynamic stuff there's no like you know android style sunset with a clock on your desktop or <laughs> anything like that you know what i mean it's yes. so weird to think of that because in all of my uh, fever dreams about what i want from the ipad it includes stuff kind of like that like kind of like bubble up the apps that yeah. I use the most, not just in Siri, but like create a folder of the last five apps I used or, you know what I mean? Just so I don't have to keep doing those weird gestures. Okay. That's wild. So that must yeah. be really something to manage. It, I, I have no idea. Um, I'll look for the so- the name of the software. Cause I'm sure there's some people who want to know. And it's, it's a, it's a big time software like application for this. It's not something like for the school specifically. It's mm-hmm. like all education can, can use this, but it, it's really, really cool. And I was thinking this, I don't know how hard it would be to like implement and everything, but this would be really useful for people who just want to lock down their kids devices too, I would think, but I'm sure that I'm sure it's education and then you have to have like a thousand, you know, installs and whatever, but I'm mm. impressed with it anyway. Hmm. Find, this, find, find out if you can, because will. it's, it is also, it's a funny mix of what Apple does and does not like to allow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? On the one yeah. hand for education, you get stuff like the really janky ass way they've implemented multiple users, which is, sounds like a terrible idea. It's weird. Ever, I mean, like it just basically deletes everything, then redownloads it, downloads it. Tech That's pilot. Funny. It's called, tech I believe pilot. tech pilot. I'll see if I can, um, Pull that up and put it into show notes if I can find it. Tech but, Pilot uh, is made for education. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Tech Pilot is made for education. You found it. I'll put that in the show notes for the people wow, who are interested in it. Okay. <laughs> the website, you don't like that's it? The green, that's the green they chose for the letters. It's all right. Kind of weird. P. Green and orange? P for pilot. I guess. This looks like something you'd make on a TV show to... to <laughs> hack into somebody's mainframe <laughs> anyway it works on the it works button, great in. it works really really good i'm i'm super impressed with it and the case works good so thanks to the nerds who recommended it to me i appreciate that i also have some uh follow up about uh about windows and minecraft if we have time for that i know oh, you how interesting you talk okay. to uh <clears throat> to me about Minecraft a long time ago. My kids still love Minecraft and mm-hmm. we've, we've been on a Splatoon 2 kick for a long time with the with the Nintendo Switch. Yes. But 
you can only these play all, these are these are all games that are popular in the house that and uh and uh, lately sims uh she's back on sims on the playstation i would like to ask you about sims in general but before before we get to that i want to um i want to mm-hmm. say that recently we there was a there was a, an, a desire expressed to play minecraft again not just with my son but my daughter who's had it on her ipad really wanted to play with me and with her brother. And so a lot has changed in the space of Minecraft, even just over the last year. The history of Minecraft, I think about 10 years ago is when I first started playing it, when it was in an early beta. And I fell in love Hmm. with it back then, and I've played it on and off for all of those years. And it was originally written in Java, the developer who's known by Notch, who I interviewed once who, in the Pipeline. He's the a pipeline. terrible person. You interviewed him for your, uh, what was that program? What was it called? The Pipeline was the name of that one. Oh, the Pipeline. That's how we started. That's exactly how we started. And he, That was your farm league for 5x5 uh, five five back in the day. <laughs> that, was, that was the plan. That's how you test us out. Mm-hmm. That Well, it's how I convinced people. But basically, mm. the, um, the, the, the developer built it and wrote the game in java because he was a java developer and wanted to write a game and most games traditionally are written according to my friends across the street at bethesda who have told me it's all c plus plus it's all You're ball across bearings. the street from todd bethesda i don't know oh my god from todd bethesda but the bethesda well um, they, game development they, studio bethesda makes makes fallout yeah which I know from watching Monster Factory. <gasps> oh my goodness, that's a huge deal. Yeah, they're right there. That's a famous company. Did you know that? Yeah. So we would go and, and meet up at the, um, at the uh, food truck that would come in, and I would ask them, what language are y'all writing in? Oh, it's all C++. And so uh, you, oh, can, wow, you can... Wow, clo- it's close to the metal, huh? You can tell how good of a developer they are by the size of their neck beard. And the is ones, it something where like even even you could eyeball that like if you walk yeah. in the cafeteria you'd know who the alpha beards are. Oh, absolutely. Interesting. And and uh, and so the, the ones with the big neck beards are the ones that confirm this. So, uh, what happened was Minecraft had huge success as Java uh, game, but eventually Microsoft bought it, and the guy they bought it for you know Notch made billions, literally billions of dollars, and. Microsoft they were still private they're and probably relatively small. Yeah, I right? think there was like three people. I mean, it was incredibly small. And mm-hmm. Microsoft got it. That's and really said, that is actually legit, really impressive. It is, and they rewrote it. Reasons, Microsoft yeah. rewrote it in whatever frameworks Microsoft uses for things dot, now. Dot ASP. Yeah. Dot ASP. Dot Active C sharp Minecraft C plus plus whatever they wrote it in, they rewrote it. But they, they C sharp C sharp is uh, is them. Well, C sharp is Microsoft's version of Java. It basically is Java, but it's so their confused. own version. Can they get of it. better names for these things? Public Dan? static void main. Oh, okay. Like that. Sorry. Mumbo, so, dog face, banana patch. That's right. So they they rewrote it, and what they wound up with was something that they wound up calling uh, Minecraft Bedrock. And Bedrock hmm. is not a Flintstones reference. It is a <laughs> reference to Twitch, the, Twitch. <laughs> the lowest block in the world of Minecraft at the very bottom. If you dig all the way down, you hit bedrock. And mm. since this was a ground up rewrite, they called it bedrock. And so okay, that's fun. Uh, so they rewrote it. And this version of Minecraft is the one that you would get on iOS, 
the one that you would get on Switch, the one that you would get mm-hmm. on Windows. What they call it like Minecraft Pocket or Minecraft. Yes, uh, it used LA to be called like Minecraft Pocket Edition PE, but now it's just Minecraft Bedrock. They're all the same now. Okay. And so this version, uh, and that's the same one that's on the Xbox and the same one that's on PlayStation and Switch and Windows also. It's the same version overall. And within that version, they have like the whole ecosystem where you can buy skins and texture packs oh, and boy, themes. Oh, buy and, a lot of coins. So you can do all that you within- You can buy like an Adventure Time uh, skin. Yes, you can. There's, and, there's some very beautiful uh, skins you can get that are not that, that expensive. Very true. And so this is- the current version of Minecraft, but the Java version still exists. Unfortunately, the Java version is the only version that, that they've given uh, or allowed to stay on the Mac. That's pretty much, and I, I'm sure you could run You're it on Linux kidding. too. No. So, now, my, now my, my, what I remember about using Java a long time ago is not accurate anymore. Using the Java runtime, DDLD thing, like if you wanted to use Eclipse and stuff like that, like the mm-hmm. Java that I think of as Java, that's a really outmoded idea of Java, right? It's it's way better on a Mac now. Yes? Way better, way better. Uh, okay. But because I mean, do I remember? I, am I remembering correctly? It was like given the te- technical constraints and I guess RAM. I don't know. It was just it was real logy. It was performance wise. Yeah, it's it's okay. gotten a little better, but still, if you play Minecraft uh, Java Edition on your Mac, like the fans spin You're up. Like, hear it. Yeah. Is it, was it was Eclipse the name of that IDE? Yes. It was Java. That was a really popular IDE. Yes, very popular. Yeah. And, was, uh, it was, it was, it would have been so great because it would have been almost like using home site again. Like it would have been so cool, except that all the things that would have made it great were rendered useless by running it <laughs> in such a, on such a logy on a Mac. Like yeah. the whole thing of like, Oh, tab select, tab select, beep, 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 return. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm not really developing so much. It's just making little choices and clicking. And it's very satisfying on this. It's like click. Dip, 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 dip. Okay. Tab. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Eclipse it, is sleepy, requiring nap. So <laughs> it was, well, they've gotten a lot better, but what I noticed is that in modern times, we really don't have a lot of client Java applications. Java really mm-hmm. does very, very well on the server. And yeah, there are client applications, but that never, re- you know, the idea of writing yeah. code once and having it work on any platform anywhere <laughs> this is within finally the Java the year of Java on the desktop. That's right. We'll get right. there. Yeah, so you run it at the, at the, not enterprise, but the server level. Yeah, that works so great So when you there. see like what, .jsp and stuff like that, there's a lot of Java happening behind the scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they rewrote it. They have not bestowed that upon the Mac users. What that means is if you're running Minecraft on the Mac with the Java edition, you're going to be left out. You won't be able to do this. So what was I going to do? Well, I tried playing it on the Switch and I didn't take to that. I think I have too many hmm. years of muscle memory built on the whole concept of keyboard and mouse for mm-hmm. doing games. That's just, yeah. I mean, I do play Switch games and I like them, mm-hmm. but... I grew, I came up in like, I had a PC that was just for gaming and, and, and so like I said, well, no, especially in Minecraft, since I've been playing Minecraft for 10 years, one way, it's very hard. Now my son, he grabs a controller on switch and he's like doing everything in Minecraft instantly. And my daughter's playing it on her iPad and they really wanted me to play together with them. So I wanted to install windows in bootcamp on my Mac and I was, you know, I was a little 
apprehensive at first. That would be a little too. I don't like doing that. But you know what? It went fine. And I have to shout out to our our listener, Andy Beach. Andy Beach. I love the last name Beach. Two E's or an E-A? B-E-A-C-H. Like a sand place he's sitting in Clearwater? Yes. Wow, that's a great name. And he is at Andy Beach on Twitter, and he- It's almost, I, it's almost. I'm sure he's aware of this. This is like people asking me if I'm a wizard. It's almost Sandy Beach. Oh my gosh. It's really close. He must get that a lot. He needs to run with that. Well, mm. what I tweeted out was, I said, what's the, what's the best way to get a Windows 10 license um, for, for using in bootcamp these days? And I got a bunch of responses, but he was somebody who, he works at Microsoft, and he said- I, I can I can hook you up, and he hooked me up, and so uh, I I had a l- license cut. Now I've I've come to understand that you might that there is a version of Windows you can ten that you can download and install that's like a developer version or some or like an early access beta or something like hmm. that that never requires a key. But I wanted to do it the legit way, so I now have Windows yeah. Ten Pro. It's installed on Boot Camp. All that went fine, and and I installed Minecraft within that. And I'm, I'm now, so this is very cool. I'm now playing Minecraft on Windows running on a Mac with my son who's playing it on a Switch, my daughter who's playing it on an iPad on a Whoa. Microsoft Realms hosted world. And it all works so beautifully together. It's really great. And, and I was kind of impressed by all of that and how seamlessly it worked and how nicely it worked. And, uh, and they have a really wonderful thing going here. And so I just wanted to mention that, that to people, if your kids are like, I want to play Minecraft and you've got a Windows machine or a Switch, the only person that's going to be left out, of course, is our enemies over at Sony, who first... Uh, first took away Spider-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now <laughs> have taken away interoperability. So if you have, if you're unlucky enough to have Minecraft on your PlayStation, you cannot play with anybody unless they're on PlayStation. You can't play with the computers or the Switches or the iOS or anybody else. You're screwed. So thanks, Sony. Uh, Sony continuing their decades-long tradition of making something very high quality that only works with other Sony things. So stupid. Remember back in the day, little memory, those mem- little memory chips? Like the little, they, if you wanted to put more memory in your Vio or whatever, yeah. they had these adorable little things that look kind of like a modern, it looks almost like a communion wafer. <laughs> they had those weird things, like <laughs> none of their stuff worked with other stuff. It was so strange. Well, I'm glad that, I'm glad that worked out, and that's a shame with Sony. Now, you think Sony's single-handedly referring to a giant corporation as having a single hand. You think they're responsible for the Spider-Man dust up? I, I hear, I hear, I hear different stories. I've heard different things too. It seems like Sony's. I, I, think, I think they went in there. I think Marvel went in there. I think our friend Kevin went in there trying to throw some lumber. Yeah. And saying like, look, from what I hear, I think I heard this on the watch. I want to say great podcast. And uh, it was basically like, Hey, look, we want to sp- want a revenue split on this, like a 50, 50, 50. Right. And they're like, you, you got to be kidding me. Please observe this vice, which is full of Marvel's balls. Do you, is this really a thing you want to try and do with us? Like you sold us this, you sold, you sold us your, uh, your bowl of porridge in 1999 for $2. <laughs> I have your soul cookie. You can't have this back. You sold this to us, you dummies. Right. Don't act like you can. I mean, that's what I heard anyway. I think that's accurate. I, I can really see both sides, you know, 
Me the, too. Imagine you're Sony at this point. Did you see the thing Todd tweeted the other day? Did you see the infographic, the Mickey Mouse shaped infographic of no. what Disney owns right now? Oh no, I haven't seen that. About, oh, I'll find it. Um, you should also tell me about something you like. Um, uh, it's uh, it's staggering. And if I were Sony, about the last thing I would do is say, oh, what can I do to please you, Disney? I'd be turning the vice. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, and I mean, it ball, really... Ball, snap, ball, snap, ball, snap. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> Hi. Hmm. I think... Wow, that, that was offensive in lots of ways. That uh, Spider-Man... Four-quadrant uh, is ...is better... Because of the MCU and it's in, and the, that franchise's involvement in the MCU, I think makes it better. But I recently rewatched the Toby Maguire, Spider-Man one, two, and three. And although those they movies, just, they've just been covering those every week on the incomparable. Yes. And they're good. And although they have flaws, we were still well, very, the second one, isn't the second one still pretty terrific? The second one is one of the best superhero movies of all time. I think an argument could be made that The Dark Knight is slightly overrated, and even as much as people love it, Spider-Man Two might be a little bit underrated. If you look at, especially if you start grading on a curve for time, mm-hmm. like that, I think that should be very much up there with what people consider the best superhero movies. Especially because it comes from a time when there weren't, there hadn't been a great super, or had there hadn't been a great um, superhero movie since, since like Superman. Superman, yes, first or second yes. one. It had been like what 15, 20 years, and this was at a time when comic books were mostly seen as for kids and superhero movies were mostly seen as for kids. And so it, it, despite all of that, it was a wonderful movie. And Even the though, third, uh, he was like probably what? 35. Yeah. The third <laughs> one, people love to criticize the third one. It does get campy. There's some ridiculous Fox? dancing. No, no. You're thinking of the new Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man movies. Oh, which, skateboard Spider-Man. Right. Okay. All which right. I do not like. And, and was going to lead up to that by saying the first three movies, even with mm-hmm. the flaws of the third one was still entertaining. My, yes. my kids liked it. And my son pointed out, he said, there is so much more Spider-Man doing stuff in any three of those movies, even with their, you know, them coming out such a long time ago, Mm -hmm. were so much better with, uh, with CG and stuff nowadays. And yet there's tons of Spider-Man just web slinging and being Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. And that's my only complaint about the, the movies, the more recent Sony Spider-Man MCU crossover movies is there's so little of Spider-Man being Spider-Man. Spider-Man's supposed to sling around the city on his webs. He's supposed to thwip all the time. He's supposed to fight and flip and kick and jump and lift things and punch people and do cool stuff. And Mm. he does almost none of that in both of the new Spider-Man movies. Almost nothing. He does almost nothing. And the whole first movie is plagued by the AI in his suit, which doesn't go with the comics at all. Fine. It's a different universe. Fine. But so much of it is about the suit when in the comics, it's never been about the suit. It's never even been about his web shooters. It's been about Peter Parker and, and what he can do as Spider-Man. The suit doesn't even matter. And it's completely flipped. And I don't know why they did it that way other than they want him to take over the legacy for Tony Stark, which now is not even going to happen because this this rift that's forming. I know, forming. I know. So I don't even, you I don't get I, it. You and I stipulate, I feel like we stipulated something a really long time ago and I might be misremembering and please for the love of God, tell me about something you like in a minute. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I forget if you said this or I said this or neither of us said it, but I feel like you need three things to have the classic, not classic, but the enduring Spider-Man that we love and remember. Um, he needs to be young, he needs to be poor, and he needs to be paralyzed with guilt. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you if you get if you I mean there have been I mean <laughs> there's so much Spider Man but uh, many Spiders Man but like you but like if you think about like what makes you love and what, what makes that character endure don't blame the storytellers for retelling the origin story a million times a million ways with different people and right I mean don't 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 blame the I mean that that's on the people who who've decided to retell that story. Mm-hmm. The Batman origin story is a great origin story. The Spider-Man origin story is a really good origin story. Because especially with Spider-Man, so with Bruce Wayne, he just becomes a billionaire psychopath like so many people. But in the case of Peter Parker, he's really and you feel this in in Spider-Man too, he's really on the horns of a dilemma of mm-hmm. like he's he's so I really buy that Peter is still that upset and guilty and ashamed that he did what he did that 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 had a role in Uncle Ben's death. Did he cause the death of Uncle Ben? No. No. He just didn't do what he could have done to have potentially saved him. He'll never here's the thing about guilt and shame in this case. He'll never know if things had been done differently, right? It's, it's just butterfly effect if anything had been differently would uncle ben still be alive but now that happened it's on him uh aunt may is now you know widowed money problems he's got money problems and it all ties together Mm because if he wants to take care of his money problems he's gonna have to get a job if he gets a job he can't be running around in a suit trying to save everybody from muggers and stuff like that right he needs to be young preferably a teenager Uh, by college i i i i i even though I love the one where he becomes rich and runs his own lab a few years ago, like that, yeah. that's good, but he needs to be young, he needs to be poor, he needs to be wrecked with guilt. That's, that creates the tension that makes him arguably, if not the greatest, one of the most lovable mm-hmm. superheroes of all time. That, mm-hmm. That's when Marvel kind of nailed it. They yeah. did good. They did good with the Avengers. Well, they, obviously they did good with Fantastic Four. They did good with Avengers. But they really hit on something special with Peter. Because that was, a, in some ways, a meta-comic in so many mm-hmm. ways. You know what I mean? It was Absolutely. a comic about the kind of kid that you could fantasy cast yourself being in a comic. You could imagine being Peter Parker. Anyway, I'm sorry to go on. But, um, and also to contrast, I did finally see uh, Endgame. And I read a review somewhere, uh, I watched it twice. Um, I enjoyed it way more than I expected, as I oh. mentioned on Roderick on the Line. But somebody had, it was a review of... Um, Somewhere maybe on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't remember where I saw this, but somebody said, blah, 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 the thing about Avenger, or um, whatever, Infinity War, Endgame, whatever it's called, is that, um, like, imagine you own the, the you had all the parts, took out a lot of the CGI fighting, but you left in all the parts where they sit around and talk and try to figure out how to solve a problem, which mm-hmm. has, and it wasn't always this way. I didn't love that. I didn't love the second act of the first Avengers movie. I thought it was pretty slow, but that has come to be something I love. I love when Bruce is there. I love when Nat is there. And they're talking about how do we solve this problem, right? Right. right. Similar thing with Spider-Man. There's not as much thwip thwip as one might like, but like to be there for him, like figuring out what to do, that's a decision, right? It's a decision. It's like, maybe you want to, I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind a little more thwip thwip, but I also like the figuring it out part in those movies. Me too. Personally. Me I don't too. know. Boy, I just talked a lot. Can I tell you about something okay, I like? I found, uh, yeah, yeah, I found the diagram that Todd sent and I will text it to you, but you've got to, got to tell me about something you like. I would like to tell you about Native. 
Native. Native. This is Native. This is a company that creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They use trusted ingredients and they it's it's all geared on being natural and healthy and good for you. They have like 8,000 five-star reviews. So th- for example, they have a lovely uh, deodorant that they make that uh, it has no aluminum in it. It has no parabens, par- parabens in it. And, and, and it does not have the dreaded talc either. And mm. it's made with ingredients that are found in nature. So it has things like coconut oil, which is naturally antimicrobial. It has shea butter, which is a moisturizer. It has tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. There's no animal testing. And, uh, and they, they think you're going to like it. They want you to like it. And they do free shipping and returns to make it easy for you to like it. And it really works. This is the thing. I have tried this. Now, I have to go on record and say I don't, I'm not currently using it. But there's a reason why that I think Native as a sponsor will approve of. And I'll get to that in a second. But I was using this. And I really liked it. And it really works. And I mean, listen. I'm not, I'm not your typical, uh, you know, just, just sitting in an office. I'm, I'm out in the world, Merlin. I, I participate actively in, in the universe. I go yeah, to the gym absolutely. where I get completely disgusting. And then I, I evaluate the, uh, the deodorant based on that. How well did it work? It works great in the real world, out in the world with people. It works and, uh, and it's very pleasant. The, the, the scent is lovely. They have uh, scents that are, they have coconut and vanilla, which is the most popular. They have lavender and rose. They've got cucumber and mint. They have eucalyptus and mint. They're all, I've tried the coconut and vanilla and the um, cucumber and mint. I have not tried the lavender and rose. I haven't even smelled the lavender and rose, but I would say go try the lavender and rose if you want. But this is the thing. If you don't like it, they have free returns and exchanges if you're in the USA. And you can save $2 per stick and it'll get delivered to your door uh, every one, two, three, four months, whatever you want. And you save, you save money by doing that, but I'm not using it anymore. I'll tell you why my son Ooh. stole it. Well, my daughter stole mine. He had, he, he said, my daughter totally stole mine. Yeah. I got one. This sounds a freebie. It smelled fantastic. And I was like, Oh, this looks pretty cool. And then it was yeah. gone. Did she steal it from you? Oh Yeah. So I'm not using it anymore. He has it now. And he doesn't even really need to use deodorant that much. Use deodorant and let your kids steal it. It's going to be a gift to everybody. You know, get them, let let them imprint on a deodorant they really like. (laughs) If you don't need it today, you will need it tomorrow. And you probably need it today. Let's be honest, they needed it last week. Let them take, let them have the deodorant. No time to argue. I I don't want, I don't want to put aluminum into my body. Aluminum. I don't want parabens going in there. You don't ever just sit around chewing on aluminum foil? No. A good feeling. It sends an electric volt through if you have feelings. Oh, I know, Tar- especially for targeted individuals. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I I like this stuff. I think you're gonna like it. I think it's a healthier, safer, more natural thing. And for you to try it, there's a twenty percent off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com. N a t i v e native deodorant. Dot com promo code to use is guess what back to work 20 percent mm-hmm. off and go try this do yourself a favor do your body a favor you don't want aluminum mm. penetrating nope. your skin nope, 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 nope. you don't want that and this don't is a wonderful it. and it works it really works it's not a gimmick so go check it out thanks very much to native for making this show possible native deodorant.com promo code back to work 20 percent off your first purchase merlin man thanks native buck buck <sighs> 
oh my god, it's so hot. It's so it's so very humid. It's very humid these days. Do you have AC in that place? No, there's no AC here. No so AC anywhere. Do you need to? Do you? Can you open a window? Yes. I don't want to say too much, but yes. And I, actually, I have a <laughs> I have a fan and I have some air cleaners. I'm your fan. I, I clean the air. I clean the air a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an English IV that eventually, according to uh, uh, wackadoo people on the internet, will clean my air. Okay. English Ivy's good at that. Right now it's climbing a coat hanger. I can see it from here. Hey, buddy. I don't think I've actually given it a name yet. Wow, this is quite the dense... uh, You looking at it? Yes, the density level is very high. I like that. Oh, and there's a little Um, Millennium Falcon right there. Wait, so tell people what you're looking at, because this is crazy. So Todd posted this the other day. I, I was looking at it. I'm only now looking at it on a computer where I can zoom in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know the sourcing on this. Um, and I, I, this is so cleverly done that it makes me very suspicious. With that said, wow. The time that went into this is... Can you imagine? Todd like, didn't. Somebody, so the basic the remit is somebody comes to you and says, oh, hey, uh, graphic design team, which is probably, you know, <laughs> what, you know, like one woman who went to Bard and it's like, well, make a thing that looks like Mickey Mouse and have it... Based on having three circles, I want you to encompass everything at the Disney company's own. Can you get that by lunch? How, where do we stand on that? <laughs> what the so heck this is, is wild. It? We should put this in notes. I'm trying to figure out where, how do you increase size? Oh, God, preview so bad. What is okay. the Endemol Shine Group? Um, Is that under Fox? That is under the 21st Century Fox, yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so Shine, I saw that. And first of all, I mean, let's make the obvious joke. I was immediately reminded of the Shinehart Wig Company, <laughs> which owns NBC <laughs> for Cable Town Potty. But um, no, but a Shine, Shine makes me think that's related to Bill Shine, who used to be a big mm. shot at um, Fox. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, but anyways, if we, where, so where is this even from? Yeah, how do you? I, you know, well, we, we can ask Todd. I, see, here's the thing. This is not germane to this wonderful infographic, but like I am, the the cooler something like this looks, the more I'm likely to go, hmm. <laughs> because I mean, in this case, they're just stating facts, but like it is pretty wild. So let's just start anywhere. So basically, like we say, we'll try and find a way to put this in notes. Maybe we can make this, you know what? Can't we host this and put it in the notes yeah, area? Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Cool. Thank you. Um, so the, the, you look at this thing, it's very high impact infographic where it's basically the classic outline, um, of the Mickey Mouse branded character and the big face circle, the primary face circle encompasses what is called the Walt Disney, Disney company. The, uh, left ear as we look at it, a stage right is the, um, the Marvel ear. And then you got the other ear is the 21st century Fox ear. And inside of that are these bananas like Venn diagrams of what company is with what company is what with what company. So for example, the Walt Disney Company, you've got Walt Disney Parks, you've got ESPN, you've got Disney Direct to Consumer and International Entertainment, including Hulu, uh, Reedy Creek Improvement District, all right, the History Channel, Lifetime, under the D- Disney ABC Television Group. And then you've got the Marvel thing. It'd be so great if you could click on this and go to an updated version of the who owns which Marvel IP, or who has licensed which IP for movies. Yeah. But I guess at this point, it's everybody, everybody's in here but Sony, as far as we know, right? Yes, so Sony Sony's has, not on there. I think Sony has Spider-Man and the Spider-Man related characters. Right. They're not going to be able to make a lizard movie. Couldn't they? Disney. At Disney. Yeah, no, that's right. No, at Disney, they, they couldn't. You're right. 
Yeah, no lizards allowed. Anyway, this is pretty wild. This is this is so. Why am I saying this? Because if if I were Sony and Kevin Feige comes in swinging his lumber around, uh, see, there's a reason I'm not in the corner office, Dan. But my thought would not be, oh, how do I make nice with Disney? I'm telling you, man, we're about to enter into some crazy Clone Wars. Uh, well, every almost every podcast related to entertainment that I listen to has talked about this pretty much every week for a year and a half. Things are about to get wild. Disney Plus is going to be, I, I mean, who, who cares? But for the price and the offering, uh, Disney Plus is going to be a world beater. I don't, I, I don't know what Apple's going to do with this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't you, understand you, what Apple's plan is. You but like Disney you, Plus has so much good stuff. It it's really going to be so good. Let's 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 um, tell some people w- what Disney Plus is going to have because it's kind of amazing. It's a um, lot of, if you have anybody in your house under 25, uh, it has a, you get that plus Hulu as a bundle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are going to get that plus, well, ESPN plus, which is not ESPN. You, even I know that ESPN plus is not ESPN, but you know, there's, they're going to have a bundle for, I don't know, what is it? What's going to be like $12 a month or something for commercial supported Hulu, I believe. Important to say it's not Hulu without commercials uh, for Disney plus and Hulu and ESPN plus is going to be a bundle that'll be available um in the fourth quarter i believe yes that sounds right to me and i mean it's going to have the d23 announcements uh it's going to have a fair amount of stuff people like well i mean pretty much everything from disney that's ever been made will be there um all of the marvel stuff all the pixar stuff all the the star Star wars Wars. stuff Mm -hmm. stuff from national geographic and then they've got tons of originals that are coming out people have been talking about the star wars uh, mandalorian Mm-hmm. They've been t- there's that world according to Jeff Goldblum coming out. There's so uh, many, Wanda, so many. Wanda and Vision. Uh, yeah, the, Wanda, the f- what's called WandaVision, I think. What if Loki, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, the so the much talk stuff. of a Hawkeye. I'm not sure if that. Made oh it yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I saw the logo for that. I mean, but they've got all the Simpsons stuff is going to be on there. Oh, because Fox. Yeah. <gasps> so Christmas. like there is a lot of stuff that's going to be on that. And I'm assuming that all of that stuff is going to be leaving Netflix and the other ones. Right. I mean, it, isn't that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And so, so they said, that, I believe they said, and again, I, I, I am a, I am a, are we allowed to say Piker? That's not anti-Semitic, is it? No. I'm a Piker on this. Like I, I, I hear them talking about, talking about this on Upgrade. I hear them talking about this on the watch, TV talk machine. Um, and, uh, so I, I, I'm very, oh, and everything Joe Steele. God, follow Joe Steele on, um, on Twitter. He's, he's great. Cause he, you know, he's in the industry. Um, and uh, he's great for information on this stuff. Anything related to the streaming wars uh, and stuff like that, I will put Joe in show notes. Highly recommended. I follow this closely because it does have it does affect me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm. I, this is one of the rare text topics these days where I actually am interested in the speculation for reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the speculation um, and the and the facts because. Um, it does have an impact on what I'll end up doing, kind of economically, but especially in terms of what's going to be available to me. This is going to this is going to change the options for how you get to stuff, and it's going to be a weird, bumpy ride. And just for example, as a fan of stuff Apple uh, does since 1987, I mean, I wanted a Mac long before I had access to one, but uh, I'm very interested in how Apple 
positions itself in this stuff. And and right now, uh, no offense to my friends who are or, who are um, ceaselessly optimistic about everything Apple does. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. I don't. I haven't seen anything to show me they've got the goods, as they like to say on the watch. Um, what Apple's really good at right now is press releases. Mm. Like if they felt great about the Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon thing, mm-hmm. they might have put out a different trailer. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But that's I, why. I mean, I I don't know why I, I feel defensive and need to say this, but I am actually extremely interested in this as a cultural consumer and super fan. Um, I'm interested in the ways that the that the rails are are uh, that the trains are the way the, <laughs> the way the metaphors are analogied in the next few years. I'm very interested. Last night I tried to buy a movie on iTunes and it didn't work, and I thought, oh great. Oh, I'm bankrupt. I, didn't know I saw it. you said I th- I maybe bought it once or not at all or twelve times. I may have bought up to twelve copies of Office Space last night, but I, I went and looked around. <laughs> and apparently, it's not me. I noticed that a lot of my even after a hard reset, a bunch of my apps weren't downloading. I think something was up last night. But go to Apple status page. Woo! It's green all the way. Deedly dee. Everything's doing great. La dee da. I don't know. Maybe I'm bankrupt. Who knows? But um um. But, uh, and then what's funny is now I got, I got wound up in that. And then I ended up spending time on that. And, you know, you can screw, really screw yourself up with that. Because you start doing stuff like going in and, like, reauthorizing your card and, like, logging into PayPal, sticking your hand right in the dragon's mouth. Like, all of the things. And um, we benefit from so, at least people like us, us modern types and cord cutters. You know, once we get stuff the way we want it, was we're we're set up with the things that we want. It's configured the way that we want it. Mm-hmm. We have we have a pretty smooth experience with a lot of different things. There's going to be a day coming when the office is just not going to be on Netflix anymore, and we'll have yeah. to go find it somewhere else. There's going right. to be. I believe I heard them say Captain Marvel. I think they said will be the last um, Marvel movie on um, Netflix, but I'm not sure. Anyway, there's going to be some friction. And there's going to be some tumult, and there's going to be some shakeouts. And like the hilarious uh, Democratic primary, people who are polling below 10% are not going to be around for the whole time. And there's a lot of streaming services right now that are polling below 10%. Yeah. Like, wh- which one do you think will be first to fall? I mean, it's hard, so hard to tell just looking from the outside. And honestly, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just speculating. But you know, everybody kind of wants to go their own way. And everybody's like, oh, hey, look at me, I'm CBS. Everybody loves Star Trek. So they're going to want our, our streaming service. Well, I don't know anybody who's excited. It's like the Facebook of streaming. I don't know anybody who's excited to have CBS All Access. They've got it because they watch Star Trek or they've got it because they're excited about the Picard. They, they want to see Survivor day and date. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like, it's like Blackberries. Um, it's like Blackberries and Facebook. I've never seen anyone happy while they're using it. So, whereas I think the experience of using Netflix is really good, the service behind the terrible experience of Hulu is very good. Mm. Looking at the what what uh, um, claims to be the interface, I don't know. Did you see the interface uh, screenshots of Disney Plus? Yes. Kind of stripping it down a little bit. Yeah. That looks like that's going to be pretty pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. Anyways, I I, I wonder if things like like for example. Um, I, you know, anybody who hasn't picked up on it yet, I really like the McElroy family. I really like um, my brother, my brother and me, my my daughter especially loves The Adventure Zone. And more nights than we should, for my cool baby, we end up watching one of the six episodes 
of the TV show that my brother and my brother and me did for CISO. Well, CISO's gone. CISO became, CISO became like Bing Bong or Vivo or Ting Tang, or like they, they moved the stuff to this other place. And it's like, it's all of the, all of the anime and obscure comedy you want. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, ah, those are gone. We bought it on iTunes and that's cool that we own it. But like maybe a Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll, people love their anime. So I could see Crunchyroll continuing to do well. Mm-hmm. It's just go to the app store and see how many of those buttons you even recognize. Like on the LG app store, there's not a lot of apps. And mm-hmm. I know pretty much all of the ones that are there. There's Plex and an alternative to Plex. There's the one, what's it called? In uh, There's a, 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 a app that can run on top of Plex. It's not into it. What's it called? It I don't know. I, well, I guess what I'm saying is it's it's difficult to understand. Nobody wants to bleed money forever. But boy, it really it really sucks to feel like you're out of the running for the next big thing, whether that's mm-hmm. the Democrat primary or the streaming wars. And I feel like, and I, you know, uh, this killer, that killer, who cares? But I do think Netflix is going to have to start doing some things differently, really differently. I think in, it's Disney's game to screw up at this point, sight unseen. Um, and I really, it's difficult for me to understand how things like Epic's stars... Um, you know all, all those, all those, all those blue, yeah, buttons. Like you know, where, I mean, where, you, where are they? Where are they going to be in this? It does make sense at some point to sell what you've got, and what you've got is is that the um. So what what, what did my wife tell me yesterday? Oh, K Fog, local radio station. K Fog's going to shut down, which won't mean a oh, lot to you, but it's like I heard about heard that. K Fog. Mm-hmm. I've been on K Fog. Like I've it's it's like it's you know what your uncle listened to in the eighties. And, you know, they're just going away because that's not really a business anymore. It's <laughs> like, what are you going to do? There's, it doesn't make sense to have radio stations in 20 different markets anymore. It just, it doesn't make sense. And like, I, it's just going to be real interesting. I think, what was it? Was Hemingway, whoever said, how do you go, how do you go bankrupt? And something, what do you say? Do you remember that, that quote? I don't know that one. It's something like, uh, I'll, I'll look it up, but it's something like, you know, a, a little at first and then a lot very quickly or something like that. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of acceleration in this stuff, I suspect. I'm sorry to sound like a pundit. I just, I, I look at the Disney stuff and they seem like they have their poop wired so tight right now. Like really, they, they, they really seem to have a handle on this. Um, they've got a lot of very talented people working in the Disney world. And when you look at stuff like that hotel, we all scoff when we heard about the Star Wars hotel and it's going to be so prohibitively costly, but like... Man, it sounds like they've really thought that thing through and how it integrates with the park experience. And like, yes, I realize that this is a company that basically took a bunch of fairy tales that they didn't need to pay for. They animated them. And now they've got an empire based on selling plush toys. Like, I understand that. But I also really admire what they're able to do with our emotional relationship with all of that IP and to package it in a way that's going to make it so simple to have all of that stuff in your house which in five years might mean people think of Disney Plus as what, in the same way that they thought, remember in the, in the 80s and 90s, uh, you put the VHSs in the vault, you got to really buy this because it's going to go away. Oh yeah. I don't know. That could be, that could be a big face of Disney. This thing's not even released yet. And it already seems like the world beater. Whereas yeah, Apple is, Apple's like, well, here's some selected stills from a thing. We spent <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. Here's, on. We're, here's, we're here's super the, excited about these five things we might have ready in time. Yes. And here's the thing that's been a struggle, I think for Apple 
with it's just content in general. People like to say, oh, well, Apple doesn't do services very well. They, they do services fine. They might not be the king of services, but they do services just fine. I think their real struggle is content. And it's interesting because whenever they come out with some kind of announcement about the content, there's always this little between the lines thing, which eventually they started talking about publicly, which is Apple does not want any kind of even borderline adult content. They don't want cursing. They don't want sex. They don't want, and I'm fine with that. And I, I'm, it's, it's certainly understandable. Perfectly thrilled that there is a network out there that wants to do that or a, or a content creator out there that wants to do that. However, that is going to be very, very hard for them to uh, compete with lots and lots of other places that don't have that restriction. And if you, they want to come you out... You can't just pretend that it doesn't exist. That's a very good way to say it. It does exist and people like it. Whether we want them to or not, whether and, they want them to or and not. And creators like it. That's that's a big part of this that keeps coming up in these in people's coverage of this. Is it isn't that people were like, Oh, finally I get to be responsible for kids seeing boobs. No, mm-hmm. it's more that you know if you're if you're somebody like well, I think Ben I think Weiss and I think the Game of Thrones people get more credit than they deserve. But it could be JJ Abrams, it could be anybody. They don't want to walk into a meeting with a huge amount of you walk into a, mo- uh, a meeting as somebody like J.J. Abrams, for example, like you've got a, you've got a pretty big resume. You've got a pretty big track record of like proven hits in various media, mm-hmm. working with different kinds of people and different. The, what you don't want to do is start that meeting by saying, number one, welcome, can I get you a water? And number two, no boobs. Or whatever. Right, right, right. No boobs and violence. Or whatever. Because you don't want to open by saying, <laughs> or even close by saying, it's, well, here's the thing, though. Like, we are really all about these certain restrictions. So you need to go create some uh, quote-unquote, uh, like, you know, dollar sign content for us that needs to uh, have whatever uh, your pixie dust makes, but none of these kinds of things. You're going to walk straight across the street to Netflix, where they will have a very big bag of money with a dollar sign on it and say, welcome, um, you know, welcome, please go make what you want. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's to me a very big challenge for people to want to go to a platform. And this was the whole thing that David Fincher was talking about when he was talking about Mindhunter. And he was basically saying like, this is better a better experience than any experience I've ever had making a movie. He's like, I get to what? do really. Yes. yes. That's, he, that seems he, like that's really saying something. It really is. And he basically was explaining that he felt like he had unlimited creative control. He could really take the time that he wanted to, to tell the story that he wanted to, the way he wanted to do it with the shot kind of shots that he wanted to set up. I mean, you name it, he was able to, completely control it and do it and do it the way that he wanted. I, I will look for that quote um, yeah. and, and see if I can find the exact quote from that. But he was basically saying like, this is the future. It's here. It's, it's not specifically Netflix, but this format. And uh, he's like, you know, we basically made like a 10 hour movie over the course of these many weeks, but yeah, we made I it watched, the way I watched three last night. Oh, uh, three of them. So uh, well, good. Two and a half. It's really, it's really my, my lady is way ahead of me. Yeah. And she was like, you're, I think it's better than season one. And it's, it's great. He's so accomplished. He's, he's so, 
uh, a master, sure a master his, his of what he's doing is great. Yes, I totally agree. But you know, yeah. it didn't. It doesn't matter to David Fincher. I don't think whether it came out on Netflix or whether it comes out on Hulu mm-hmm. or Amazon Prime or whatever. You know, Amazon Prime has the the Jack Ryan show. It's got the Boys, which I love. It's loved. got Fleabag. It's got Fleabag. Or had, had Fleabag, I should say. Oh, is that gone? Well, it's just the two seasons, I think. Oh, and that's it. So you know, but like the point is. This medium of streaming stuff directly to consumers mm-hmm. is 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 the new exciting place to be. And this is also why months back, all of the Marvel shows on Netflix got canceled because Disney Plus was in the works and Disney owning Marvel. They want to it you know, they wanted to do all of their stuff over there. So that's why we lost Jessica Jones. That's why we lost, you know, all of the, all of the potentially good Marvel shows on Netflix. They're all going, you know, Marvel's doing something bigger over on Disney plus. Yeah. But when I think about Apple and their struggle with content in general, you know, they had that, um, that apps show that they did. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot the name of it already, which, isn't yeah yeah it was a shark tank for apps there was that there's been there's been a couple and they are i mean apple and its fan representatives are both trying to memory hold that stuff a little bit and go oh that's before they brought over all these really talented people from sony they they went in and they they um plundered sony for these executives that have all kinds of it's like okay yeah I, i buy that i believe that's true i believe that there can be extremely intelligent and capable people working at any part of any organization mm-hmm. who may or may not ever be able to do the thing that they need to do to make something great because it's not in the DNA of the company to make it. Right. I, I Personally, I mean, Arcade, Arcade could be great. If they get the right person doing that, no question it can be great. But let's stop talking about Apple as being like one talented Voltron title. It's a bunch of different people doing different stuff. And their ability to excel and to thrive and to like delight is right. going to be heavily constrained at every every step up that ladder. You know, there, yeah. everybody knows that these at different companies, there's certain areas of the company where you just don't want to work. Like you get, you get, you know, chatter about like, you don't want to work in that, um, in that particular uh, vertical space. <laughs> right. But you know, the, the fact that Fincher and people like Fincher felt that kind of freedom mm-hmm. on this kind of medium, they're not going to get that from Apple mm-hmm. with these restrictions and limitations. David Fincher cannot tell the stories he wants to tell on right. Apple's, uh, and and so that's you're, the you're problem. Basically, you're designing. Uh, forgive me for using a politically charged word, but you're basically designing a high end ghetto. Because also, if this goes well and we skate to where the puck is, like, do you in five years do you want to be at the place that only has people who capitulate to their fairly uh, strident requirements on content? Like Very who great else are, who else is going to be at that party in two, three, five years? Yeah. And, and the other thing is, it's not like you can say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It, it, people will see it. Well, no, people won't see it because people like me maybe won't be signing up for the Apple content. I'm, I'm, I don't have any plans to do that. I definitely will be with Disney plus. I don't have any plans to do the Apple one right now. And the stuff that they mm-hmm. came out the door with, it doesn't strike me as stuff that I'm that interested in seeing anyway. And so, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that, those are not the stories that I'm that interested in. And also neither is my kids or my wife or, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it, it, if 
Apple had come out and said, we're entering this space. We're going to be creating content for it. And David Fincher had walked out. Um, that might have that might have said uh, something different to me. That would have told a different story. I think there is a, a, a need for a place, and I'll use the word sanitized. I'm sure they wouldn't like me to use that word, but a sanitized version of the other networks or, or content providers that are out there. And there's going to be people who will be like, great, this is a safe place for me to go. I can sign up for it. I'm, I'm never going to see- I just park my kid in front of the TV and not worry about being- Reported to Child Protective Services for what they saw. <laughs> right. And I'm also not going to have a automatic trailer playing of some kind of horrific, dark Halloween movie that yeah. we see on Netflix all the time, unless you happen <laughs> to be in kid mode. But like, you know, they're not going to have to worry about that. And that's great. But that's also not going to be like a moneymaker for them. And, no, and there's, I, I mean, there's, there's it's a setback. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, one of the, to reverse engineer this a little bit, one of the difficult things, uh, boy, it's so interesting to talk about being a parent. Um, one of the things difficult with being a parent is um, shedding like skin after skin, scale after scale, all of the things that you used to think you had to do to protect your kid. It is difficult to let those go. And now that she is in middle school, my daughter, where people, where it's very loud and people are screaming the worst obscenities all the time. It's been a shock. It's been cold water for her to realize, wow, I'm really not at that elementary school where everybody was nice and had yeah. to be nice. There's very little attempt to make the kids be nice at this school. But that's that's been that's been a real shocker for her. And it's, it's, it's hard for me too. Every day I pick her up and I say, I hope this is not the day where she stopped being a kid because of uh, somebody just wanting to make somebody else's life miserable. Because that's, right. that's what middle school is. So it's very difficult. It's very difficult to do that. And with the, so I just want to say, like, I don't have anything against people saying like, like, I'm, I don't want, I mean, I don't want to turn on PBS at 2 p.m. and see like wall to wall beavers. Like, I, I don't, I don't want that. That's the time when kids could be around. Like, why would, who would want that? Why would you do that? To say that it's sanitized, to say that it's censored, to say that that's any of those things. Let's look at it a different way. It's a marketing decision mm-hmm. to decide that Disney, Disney World is going to be the happiest place on earth. You're never going to see a scrap of trash on the ground. That's a brand and business decision. It's not, it's not dumb to do that right. at all. No. Um, and I, I get the feeling, according to, there's going to be some canny ways that they figure out how to do stuff like say, well, maybe some of the touchstone stuff or touchstone or, you know, uh, the, some of the Buena Vista stuff that doesn't really fit in with the Disney brand. We could put that on Hulu. Like that's, that's, that's going to be fine. You know, with Apple, you go to Apple because you want like, okay, I go in, I get this beautiful experience, I get the thing, I can confidently walk around and feel like I got the best version of this that there is, um, but it's going to be complicated mm-hmm. well, for the reasons we've stated. Like, you know, you and I, like, you know, we read comics from time to time, and it is funny how I get attracted to various com- uh, comic titles because, you know, A, I love the franchise, or B, I love the characters. Or C, I like the writer. Or D, I like the illustrator. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's rarely all of those things. But like, I can tell you this: if I see that what Rob Liefeld is going to be drawing Gambit, uh, I'm probably not going to pick that up for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One is Rob Liefeld, another is Gambit. Not just not <laughs> a huge fan of either one. I know I, I don't need that. It's rare to find the thing, but there are axes into all of this. One thing that is pretty different, I think. Uh, in the last 20 years is what you just nailed, which is David Fincher, uh, Edgar Wright, 
for me. There are people where oh, Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh my God! On the strength, you don't don't say another syllable. Put it in my hands. Let me pay for it. I love everything this person has ever done. Maybe Martin Scorsese for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. But with David Fincher, you bring in a David Fincher, you're bringing in again that resume is a dumb word, but it's not just that that person has been successful, but that their artistic vision and output um, is a consistent uh, attraction for you. And you're not going to, if you are trying to do the PBS version of that, it's going to be difficult because they're going to want to strike deals and they're going to want exclusivity, right? It's not like they're going to bring in people to, maybe they'll eventually do people, Apple say, oh, come in and do this one thing. But that's a lot of money. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of scheduling over over many, many months and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be tough. You've got to tell me about more things you like. Do we have three more sponsors? Yeah, I'll tell you about Casper. Oh my God. Uh, what? Are they back? Casper's back. It's I Casper. They gave up on us. No, they came back. Huh. They were t- they knew we were tired and they wanted us to sleep better, so they came back. <laughs> they are out there in the world to make everybody sleep better. That's what they're trying to do. They're helping people sleep better, getting your best rest one night at a time. And the you know, I have to tell you if you ha- if you're sleeping on the same bed that you've been on, I- I'm going to say five years. If you've been on that bed for more than five years, there's a very good chance that you're not sleeping very well, and you might not even know it. You won't necessarily know that you're restless at night unless you're doing the Merlin stuff where you've got the mm-hmm. watches on and devices hooked up to you and stuff at night, and then it'll show you you're not sleeping good. And you're like, why aren't I sleeping good? Mm-hmm. And you don't even know why you're not sleeping nope. good. Nope. It's probably your bed. This is the thing. The Casper mattress is designed to work with you as a human being who's going to lay there and you're going to spend a third of your life sleeping. They understand this. You've got to be comfortable. They work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that will adapt to your natural geometry and cradle cradle you, Merlin. I would like to cradle you, Merlin, the way that Casper cradles me. I would love to be cradled by you. We could, you and me, we could spoon, spoon on the Casper. Who's the big spoon? Who's the little spoon? Switch. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for quality sleep surface that has the right amounts of sink and bounce. A breathable design helps you sleep cool. Even if you're the, are you a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper? It doesn't matter. They're going to help you regulate your body temperature. You're not going to be reacting to a hot mattress. No one wants that. Uh-uh. And they have a total of three mattresses to choose from. There's one called the Wave, there's one called the Essential, and there's one called uh, the Hybrid, in addition to their original mattress. The Wave has a patent-pending premium support system that mirrors the natural shape of your body. The Essential is a streamlined design, designed to be a little more affordable, and the Hybrid combines the pressure relief of their award-winning foam with the durable yet gentle spring. See? Hybrid Technologies. That's because there were people who said, we want springs. Give me the springs. Casper said, we'll give you the springs. You want springs? We'll give them to you. And the way that they can keep their pricing so affordable is because they cut out the middleman. They sell directly to us, the consumers. They, there are uh, Casper stores all around. You can go to one of those and try it out. You can go to the website. But they love you and they want you to be very happy hmm. with your mattress. So there are free shippings and returns 
in the U.S. and Canada, and it's delivered to your door in this small box, and you open it, and the, it grows, it expands, it becomes a full-size mattress. It's amazing. I love mine, and I think you'll love yours. You're going to get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash back to work and using back to work at checkout. They want me to say that terms and conditions apply, but this is the thing. Don't forget the hundred night risk free sleep on it trial. You get it for a hundred nights. If at any point you're not happy, they'll come and take it away for free. So go get your hundred bucks toward a select mattress at casper.com slash back to work. Thank you very much to Casper for making the show possible. Merlin Xavier man. Casper, welcome back and thank you. Buck, Buck. Welcome back. All right. Jeez Louise. How did we get this way? <laughs> oh my God. 68 minutes. Ooh, I've got, uh, I think I may have a way out for us. Okay. Uh, I got a couple of listener letters and I have, I have some recommendations. If, if, if I were to, if I were to do some recommendations, mm-hmm. not just Amazon stuff, please. But I, if I were to do some recommendations, could you join me a little bit? Are there things that you are excited about that you've encountered lately? It could be TV shows. Uh, it could be media. It could be... Sure. It, would you participate in that if I did that? I would love that. That'd be fun. Hmm. Uh, there's a podcast that I like a lot called Nice Try. Um, and I got to make sure. I always say this, and I think I'm getting this right. Nice Try pretty sure it's Avery Truffleman, but I want to be correct. Nice try podcast. Um, nice try. It's got an exclamation point. And uh, this is a, <laughs> uh, this is a podcast with Avery Truffleman. Yay. From uh, 99% invitable, invitable, <laughs> 99% invitable. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and she also did that articles of interest, uh, show about clothing that was great nice try is a uh, a, a look at uh, attempted utopias people who have tried to put together <laughs> what a great name for a podcast about utopias and basically she starts from the premise that like even i guess thomas moore whoever coined the word utopia was basically was like there's no such thing as utopia and how often do things that pretend to be or or wish to be utopias turn out to be dystopias and she covers all kinds of stuff she covers like the oneida people they eventually became the civil war people she covers tons a recent episode it was so good it's 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 a little bit weird for a starter episode if you haven't heard the others but it's a live show talking about uh disney world and basically the florida disney family of properties as essentially an attempt at a utopia because you know walt basically wanted i mean i think i believe his original vision was epcot the original idea for epcot he wanted an environmental prototype community of tomorrow. Like he wanted a place where people lived. He wanted to social engineer this town. And um, and I'm going to have another Disney related thing as a result of this podcast. But I would say if you like Disney and you like podcasts and you like Avery Truffleman, uh, check out the podcast Nice Try and specifically the episode called Disney World Celebrating Utopia. Mm. Why do people, the way that, some of these podcasts host their stuff. It's the worst. There's no real detail page. There's a reason I frequently, well, I love Overcast. It's my preferred podcast listening app. It makes it easy to share things, but it also gives you a goddamn detail page. I can't believe how many podcasts take you to 
the the page the the, the main listing, second level listing yeah, index you page, go to yeah. like yeah yeah you, or you go like i mean even on podcasts i really love uh oh okay even like that um a podcast i'm gonna mention in a minute the ezra klein vox podcast it just takes you to a page about Ed, ezra klein stuff there's nothing you can't find what was in the notes it's all so opaque stop doing that people bone up host an mp3 file pay for it to be on a server have show notes and titles that make sense. Stop being cute. Put out your podcast, sir. Mm-hmm. So check out Nice Try. Do you have one? No. Uh, recommendation? I got another one. Okay, wait. Hang on. I'll do another one. Okay. Related to this. They talk about this book. This is actually also a pivot to something. This is the challenge for this week on um, Do By Friday is to read a couple chapters of, of a book that heavily influenced the Disney episode of Nice Try. That mm. both uh, both of the women on that episode read, okay, uh, and it's called "Married to the Mouse," and I'm really, except for the fact that it is forced justification that can't be turned off. <laughs> Who does that? Listen, listen. If you're gonna have one format that somebody can't turn off, why not make it ragged? Right? That makes so much sense. If you're gonna justify, you have to hyphenate, and you have to hand kern. I get the feeling Kindle is not hand kerning. <clears throat> It's called Buried to the Mouse, and uh, I put it in show notes. And uh, it's a book by a guy named Richard E. Fogelsong, which is a pretty cool name. And it's pretty much what you'd expect, uh, Walt Disney World and Orlando. It's about the history of the relationship between uh, Walt Disney, the Disney Corporation, and the various communities around there. And the obviously, it's a great viewport into all the bananas stuff that they were able to finagle from local communities. Mm. But also just how much those two those communities, uh, they sort of rely on each other. Disney relies on having a free hand to do almost anything that it wants. And boy, they really are, over the years, I've become very glad that Disney is there. One of the tables is all of the theme parks, amusement parks, entertainment destinations that are within, now within two hours of Disney World. Right. And it's crazy. They basically, I'm not going to say they started the tourism industry in Florida, that would be nuts, but they sure did terraform it. And uh, it's a really interesting book. Richard E. Fogelsong's book, Married to the Mouse. Uh, it is justified, but not justifiable. Hmm. Hmm. I can keep going or you can jump in. I have a couple of things that I could mention. And then um, tell me about something you like? I'll tell you about something I like first. Oh! What do you think That gives us so much runway. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you about an, another new one. It's called Zapier. Oh, yes. I know this. Zapier. <sighs> I have an account there and I use it. Zapier. I, think I paid for an account there. Really? Pretty I thought sure. that I, the, it, it rhymes with happier. Z A P I E R. Oh, it's not Zapier. No, it rhymes oh, with wow. happier. I, when I was talking to them on the phone about it, they said it rhymes with happier. And that was the easiest way to, to remember sure, it. Sure. Here's the thing growing a business is, is very hard. It can be a big challenge, especially when you're spending a lot of time every day moving information and data essentially from emails to spreadsheets or if you use a CRM to moving it there. And you kind of hope when you're doing that, like that kind of stuff should just happen without you doing anything. And that's what Zapier is all about. They help you get past this frustrating stage of, I have to do all this stuff myself to like automating many of the tasks that you do, especially the ones that you don't really know how to do. And that's the thing that, that they make it easy to automate your work. In fact, they 
say they're the easiest way to automate your work. They connect all your business software and they handle all of that work for you so you can focus on things that matter most. You're not going to be wasting your time on tasks that you know could be automated because this is exactly what Zapier is built to do. So they made a special URL. It's Z-A-P-I-E-R, zapier.com slash back to work. And you go there, you tell them about the apps you use the most, and, and they take it from there. So they'll, they'll let you instantly engage with, with leads. They'll let you uh, send uh, them to the CRM or to a spreadsheet. They'll notify your team so you can act fast when a new sales lead or an opportunity comes in. And this is just scratching the surface. They have more than 1,500 business applications, and the possibilities are virtually endless. And best of all, you can build the exact solution that you need in just minutes, you don't have to write code. You don't need the help of a developer. And there's already four and a half million people who are saving an average of 40 hours per month by using Zapier. So go check it out. You can you can try from now through November. You can try them for free if you go to the special link, Z-A-P-I-A-R, Zapier.com slash back to work. Go there, get your 14-day free trial and uh, and go check it out. This is one of those tools that once you get in there and see it, you'll see how completely change and help and automate your process. So uh, we really appreciate the support zapier.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Thank you, Zapier. Bok, bok. And I apologize that for, let's say years, I've been saying Zapier. I, I think no as idea. long as you so use I'm looking, the software, I'm looking here at my zaps, the zaps that I've made. Uh-huh. So far, all the zaps, and, and I've been encouraged by my friend Alex Cox to do more. But I think all of mine, yeah, yeah, pretty much almost all of them are um, things to do stuff with Google Sheets. Because that's my secret boyfriend. Google Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I give Google Sheets all the love that I deny to my family. That's nice. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Back rub. Um, hey, I got, I got some things to recommend. Ah, Go for it. All right. Um, I'm hesitant to recommend this one because it's so damn expensive, but Mm -hmm. it has completely changed so much of my life and my family's life that (laughs) I, I'm going, screw it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm putting it in the show notes. I'm a, I mean, this is one of those things I'm embarrassed that I spent this much money on this thing, but it changed. It's so wonderful and it's so game changing. Okay. So you know that for many, many, many years, I had potential, in some cases, debilitating back issues where I might spend days at a time in bed with ice and Advil mm. and God, just- horrible. It's so, so relentless. It's such a relentless feeling of pain. Oh, it's so bad. You know what and I mean? I, it just goes on and on. You're like, will this, will this ever end? Someone please end me. Yeah, exactly. And for yeah. me, what, uh, what, what really helped was um, so very slowly starting with physical therapy and rehab, basically, getting to the point where I could do some physical stuff to being able to do that and then, and then eventually moving into weight training. And that's something I've been doing now for, for a number of years. And that's tremendously helped with the situation that I was in. I'm like a normal person now, but I still sometimes run into issues. And also if you are training, whether you're jogging or whether you're doing CrossFit or whether you're just in the gym doing powerlifting or whatever it is that you're doing, 
you're eventually going to tweak something. You might just tweak something because you've been sitting in the position at your desk, hunching over with your arm forward, extended all the way, reaching to your mouse all day long. And you wind up with some kind of a shoulder issue or a problem or a back issue or something, or, you know, whatever you pull a muscle, who knows what it is. This thing I went and the first time that I used this, the, um, the back doctor that I go to, she used this on me in her office. And I said, Jill, this thing is amazing. What is that? And she says, oh, it's this thing called the Hypervolt. I'm like, this is amazing. I have to get one. She's like, it's $350. Hypervolt? Yes. It's in the show notes. And I said, I'm not spending $350. She's Mm -hmm. like, I don't blame you. But, you know, so then Mm -hmm. I went and my gym got one. And so that you can kind of use it at the gym, but it's gross. Whoa, look at that. I know. Oh my goodness. So- Whoa, it's like Star Trek meets dad has a business meeting today. (laughs) Whoa. So I I had used one of these and I said, you know what? (laughs) I know. I know. You're looking at the pictures, right? I sure am. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Um, Yes. Try to look past that. Okay. Because this thing, and here's the thing. I know. Here's the thing. That's why I was hesitant to put it in here, but I'm doing it anyway. The, the podcasts Don't are about revealing. hesitant to put it in revealing. here. That's what it's there for. So I, I can tell you, so here's what I said. I said, if, yes. if I can get this, if this can save me, you know, four or five visits to the back doctor to get straightened out, then it will have paid for itself. And it, yes. it did that in the first month that I had it um, combined with me or my wife. Um, she was using it because she had some done something to her, like her shoulders and her neck. And I don't know if she, you know, have you ever slept wrong? And then like, oh, you can't move I? your you head. Know I have. So you hit, you hit yourself with one of these and in like five minutes, it's just gone. It, it, it basically what this thing is. It's, it's, it's like a massager, but it's like a super massager. Yeah. That's a way to, that's the way to think I mean, of no, it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's, that's wild. And uh and it's it's a complete life-changing thing for me. I have used it and it is completely like I just and I feel like a moron because for all those years that I was in pain, this thing yeah. would, I'm not saying this would have like cured me, but it would have gotten yeah. me out of bed. I would have been in bed for one day instead of 3 days, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like it would yes. it's it, I love this thing. I'm totally obsessed with this thing. All it right, has different right, attachments. It. it has different. I, I'm just telling you, you have mm-hmm. this, and like you can use it on your your yourself. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. use it on a friend. Well, on a friend, okay. You know, um, but it's mm. it, and and then I watched. There's a TV show that I was watching on Netflix, which is called uh, Last Chance You, mm-hmm. that is about like um, uh, junior college football. And how there's this different colleges that will take people who are really promising athletes, but maybe ran into some trouble. Maybe they got caught with some oh, cool. weed or they got, you know, yes. in trouble with the thing and they'll bring them onto there and their teams like dominate. And there is a kid sitting there using one of these in, in his like uh, rehab center on his, you know, his leg. I'm like, oh, okay. Good. It makes it makes it seem almost normal. Yeah. Right. I'm um, sending you uh, a couple things. Then I got to tell you about the eye puffy. I got to tell you about the eye puffy after that. Puffy. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, there's a couple that you might be able to use for show art. Oh, good. No. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, wow. Well, okay. I'm gonna order one. I'll put it in my put it in my bastic. It's called the hyper 
Volt. Yeah, the Hypervolt is the product name. The company is called Hyper Ice. Mm. And uh, when when you go there, you will surprise my wife. You will be inundated with some people who are using the device Mm -hmm. in interesting ways. Oh, Um, I can only imagine. But yeah, sure. But it's it is not. I will tell you this. Mm. Looks like you really pound a person. This is not. Don't Mm. this. There are so Mm. many quote unquote Mm. personal massagers. Mm. That boy, there's a lot of knockoffs that are not. This is not that yes. kind of thing. This is except no. No, I understand. I just sent you some advertisements <laughs> that I think you you'll find useful. Look at the one called the Exerscribe Personal Percussion Massage <laughs> and Vibe Handheld Deep Muscle Massager. That looks like a bop it for mom's night off. Yeah, that's not this. You would you ever play with a bop it? I was a little. I was old for a bop it. I no, I did not. You but, know, you're aware of bop it. Yeah, I, I've I've heard of that. Well, this will help you bop it. It's um, called Vibe. These are vibe. the kinds of things that it, hmm. all you need to do is see one and you'll know it's not that kind oh, of I thing. Oh, I can see. I can very much see. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, super clear. Uh, we had, we had, do we have one more sponsor? Do I have time for a couple more quickies? Yeah. Let me tell you about Monday.com. Monday.com. Monday. We've told you about it before. I'll tell you about it again. It not only helps teams manage work and meet deadlines, it also mm. builds a culture of transparency to better work together. Manage all your core business activities in one place from high-level roadmaps to specific day-to-day tasks. There are 65,000 plus teams already getting things done with monday.com. Let me tell you a little more about it. You build a bo- it's about building boards, Merlin. That's what you're doing. You can build a board. Let's talk about something important. It's about, let's talk about building boards. Building boards, building boards. You can choose from a template and tailor it, or you can start from scratch, but these boards help you automate your workflows. They have reminders. They have notifications. You can integrate with files on your computer in Dropbox and Google Drive. It works with any size team from two people, freelancers working to thousands collaborating across the globe. It works great with non-technical teams, which replaces the, like the idea of having like an Excel file or a physical whiteboard where you're taking, I've seen people take pictures of whiteboards to send to other people. Don't do that. Don't be that person. You're not a caveman. Knock it off. Create accountability by assigning owners who keep track of stuff. You, you have this my week view so you don't miss deadlines. It's like a personal assistant for you and your team, and it helps you stay in control anywhere you go. There's a mobile app that goes with you. They've thought Pump of the everything. Brakes. I already want this thing. Where do I go to get this? What's happening? Monday. You, you go to Monday. You just you, you go to the internet and you, you search for Monday. Monday.com slash back to work. That gives us oh, uh, credit for, for telling you yes. about it. And that'll give boards. you a 14-day trial. Go make some boards. Monday.com slash back to work. Completely change up your game when it comes to uh, working with other people. It's a great service. Check it out. Monday.com slash back to work. Thanks, Monday. Thanks, Monday. Buck, buck. All right. Let's make it quick. Pew, pew, pew. Going to my history. Can I tell you about the iPuffy while you do that? Yeah, do that. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the iPuffy. The iPuffy is what's (laughs) called a massage cushion. (laughs) 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 Is this for your back too? This is for your back also. I didn't didn't discover this one. A friend of Uh mine uh, uh, found this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was telling me how she's obsessed with her eye puffy. Mm. And the eye puffy is a heated massage mm. thing mm. 
that goes <laughs> on. It can attach to your chair, or you can just put it, throw it on the sofa, and lean against okay. it. Okay. All right. And all right. it has inside of it mm-hmm. four Vibrates. giant thumbs that oh, move God, around yes. and and give you a full like shiatsu massage while oh. you're sitting against it, and it even gets warm. This uh-huh. thing sounds so dumb. It's like four human thumbs. It's yeah, well, giant thumbs, like John Roderick sized mm. thumbs. Oh no! And okay. it's it's that sounds really good. It's like you have two <laughs> John Rodericks oh, massaging yeah. your back with his giant thumbs. Ew. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> it's you use a, that in conjunction with your horn blower. No, What's it called? no. Uh, this hyper hyperloop. I uh, no. I I got to use this isn't mine. I don't you know own what I mean. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't you, own uh, one. Okay, and you could use it with yourself or a friend. You attach it, it clips to your chair. You can put it to the headrest of your car and Let's while just you're driving. Chair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It has like a suction cup so you could like put it on a wall. No, it doesn't have that, no. but it has a Velcro okay. strap that lets you attach it to your chair. Oh, Velcro strap. That's nice. You can you can strap it on if you needed to. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. Back pain is, it affects so many of us. Two out of three guys today will be affected by back pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Good. Great, great, great. Do you have any ideas for me ever getting to sleep again? Um, hey, everybody. It's your old pal Merlin. I'm going to make this quick because I'm, I'm really hungry and I still have to write show notes for this episode. Okay. Um, okay, first, a general, a general suggestion uh, of watching what I will call lockpicking YouTube. A special, specific recommendation. God, I'm hungry. A specific recommendation of uh, an account called The Lockpicking Lawyer. Um, and boy, this guy's really good at picking locks and it's a lot of fun. It is really, it's actually what it's almost like ASMR. It's so, it's so mundane, but delightful. It is competence porn. Um, everybody loves competence porn, just watching somebody be great at something. So this guy just opens all kinds of locks and it's great, but I'm going to give you a weird one. Once again, I'm going to give you a weird one to start with. Um, this is not a great starter episode, but it was fascinating to me. And yes, my daughter, it's called Gallium versus Titalium. Abbas padlock meets a gruesome end. Now my kid knew about Gallium, but I did not know about Gallium. It's an element with some extremely interesting properties. I, uh, so like, if you like pop science stuff, if you like lock picking, if you like videos, uh, go check in show notes uh, for episode 593 of the Lockpicking Lawyer. And it's a really, you know, if you're looking for a, sometimes like, you know, like a good wind down channel, mm-hmm. it's just short videos of him beating the shit out of a lock with a pick. <laughs> he's good. It's just, it's gone. And as always, have a good day. It's like, it's, it's just, it's really satisfying to just watch him go, this lock, this German lock is considered the most secure lock in the world. And he's like, ah, one is set, one is loose, that, 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 on loose, yeah, up and on, and there it is. Have a, have a nice day. And that's like, <laughs> that's the video is he just picks a lock. <laughs> like there's one, like there's one I watched last night where he's really, he's, he, I, he really goes like happy go jappy on like, like hip locks and hip lock solutions. Like, Oh, like a cool lock or he can do a combination, you know, like you get like a four tumbler, you know, like, like on suitcases, mm-hmm. those kinds of locks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, you just pick a four digit number. Yeah. Um, using just his thumb, he can tell and, and process of elimination, he can pick one of those in like a minute How? by telling, by feeling the tension as he turns the tumbler around and knowing really? it's sad or not. That's with his, with his right thumb. You got to watch lock picking YouTube. It's so great. 
The gallium one, I should have you save the gallium one as a dessert, but I'm going to entice you in by saying, eat this banana cream pie, and then maybe you'll want to go have other desserts. It's not a good analogy. Mm. Uh, finally, I don't, I, 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 don't really, I don't need to recommend this. These people don't need, need to be loved any more than they are. But sometimes, uh, like like I used to be with other people, uh, sometimes people are a little bit like eye rolly about like why why and how I like um, the McElroy brothers so much. And I, I came to love my brother, my brother and me. It's my favorite podcast. I look very forward to it coming out. I listen to up to uh, five episodes a day and uh, a lot of days. And uh, our house is really into those brothers. We love those good, good boys. For me, it's Bam Bam. For my kid, it's The Adventure Zone. I don't need to tell you that The Adventure Zone is a popular podcast where people play D&D, and a lot of people like it. Everybody knows about The Adventure Zone. What I'm here to tell you is, if you're curious about this, and you say, why are you so into this dumb thing with these dumb people? Why are you so into this thing? Why have you joined the ranks of Jimmy Buffett and Lin-Manuel Miranda and many other people in idolizing these three middle-aged men? Why? Here's the funny thing. You know what got me into the McElroy brothers? It was not Mabim Bam. I was grudging of Mabim Bam because I thought they'd nicked you look nice today a little bit and I was kind of miffed about it. Uh, but then I listened and loved it. But I listened to Mabim Bam second. I started with a very, very limited podcast called The McElroy Brothers Will Be in Trolls 2. That's a good podcast. You can listen to it. They've been trying for like a a year year or two to get into Trolls 2 because they heard like YouTube stars were in it. Okay, so that's a really good podcast. That's what made me love Justin in particular, brought me in. No, 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 no. You talked about being near Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Bethesda makes me think of Fallout. Yep. And it makes me think of a podcast that Justin and Griffin McElroy do together, um, a YouTube channel, um, YouTube series called Monster Factory. I don't know hardly nothing at all about video games, but Monster Factory, probably not for kids. Monster Factory gives me so much joy, and I've put everybody's favorite episode of Monster Factory in to get you started. So what is the premise of Monster Factory? Uh, Griffin and Justin... Uh, go into a video game and do basically two things. Number one, oh, they create a character. <laughs> and their rule is no middle sliders. Their rule is they want to make the most <laughs> horrible creature you can possibly imagine, just like when you were a kid. And you would always try and do the most extreme version, whether it's the Sunday bar, whether it's the character. You always wanted to make the weirdest. They go and make the most horrific, just a... in in in. The God would never make this creature. They make the worst creature. And then they go in and through stuff like the console and cheat codes, they go in and try to really break a, a video game with that character. They have fun with it. They mess around. But in the case of Fallout, I guess they've got some pretty serious QA and cheat codes. And they cause some very, very strange things to happen in Fallout. And I highly recommend it. You will, you will, if you like video games and you're wondering why people like the McElroy so much, go and check out Monster Factory. Um, um, I think it's pretty delightful. I don't know if it's your jam, but you might like it. They do one with Sims. They do a whole series with Sims. That's very funny. They do, of the games that I know, sometimes they play old video games and they're real screwed up. Um, so the Monster Factory one is great. The Wii, um, the Wii Sports one is hilarious. And they just go in and make these ungodly, they made a Dick Cheney, this ungodly Dick Cheney character. Anyway, go check out Monster Factory. It'll make you happy. You know, I, um, Griffin's a good guy. He, uh, is he still here in Austin? I think he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's a he's a very very nice man. He he came in studio and recorded a, a show with me a couple of years back. He's a really nice guy. What? What? Yeah, I've known him forever. Huh? Boy, he's a nice guy. Yeah, super nice Love guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where they talk about uh, the national Todd Bethesda, what Todd has done to direct this game. Oh my God, Derek, stop emailing us. No, Derek. <laughs> Bad Derek. Yeah. Why does who are these people, Dan? I don't know. Dan, we got to do it. We got to do it. It's time. Oh, no, I'll Turn do your key, sir. Turn your it. key, sir. I'll it's time. It. I'll do it. No, no, do it. Don't just change the, the year. It's time. I know. We I, gotta I, shut I this said thing I'll down. do it. I'll do it. I know it. you got to roll it out. It's in the git. I know, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, set the building on fire. I know. You know, they, just, they said I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume from nine to eleven. Nine to eleven. Nine to eleven. Of course, if they, they move my desk again, I'm gonna set the building on fire. I saw the squirrels. The squirrels were married. Hmm. All right. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. This one's going straight into the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Still not quite awake. Maybe that's good. How you doing? You feeling good today? Yeah, I feel great. You're going to have an optimistic rest of the day? You're going to have some barbecue for lunch? What are you going to have? Um, no, barbecue uh, here in Texas, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. doesn't really start until Wednesday. Okay. They, um, they're open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they, almost all of them are closed Monday and Tuesday, except Rudy's. Okay. You can tell, you can tell what an amateur I am. I did not know that there were barbecue days. Yeah, there are. I'll be hornswoggled. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, what, whatever happens to all of you today, I hope that they're good things. Me too. I hope you find something that everybody out there, thank you for listening. I hope you find something that makes you happy today. Maybe that's lock picking. Maybe that's the final Pam. Whatever it is, I, I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I appreciate you listening. We don't say it enough, Dan, but I do appreciate it. All said, Kent couldn't say it better. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> okay, let's button this up. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Merlin, man. Yeah.